social ladies. All the 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 social ladies. Now put your phones up. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Because if you're social, then you really should be tweeting less. If you're social, then you really could be leading less. You can't let what people say it's so mysterious. Because you're social, you're a leader and you're serious. Now, Carrie Kerpin. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of All the Social Ladies. I am Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likewell Media, and today I am really excited to have Kathleen Curtis Wolf on our show. Kathleen Curtis Wolf is the Senior Manager of Corporate Reputation and Interactive Communications at Whirlpool Corporation. One of my favorite things that Kathleen describes herself as is she really considers herself an entrepreneur on the inside of a large company, having spent most of her career in positions that were new or needed to be reshaped to evolve to meet business needs. And so I really want to ask her a lot about that since we have a lot of both entrepreneurial listeners and a lot of people who are inside of a big corporation who probably need to channel a little bit more of their entrepreneurial spirit. So I'm absolutely thrilled to have her on the show today. And so I will just say welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Of course, Kathleen. I'm so excited to have you on the show. And so tell me a little bit about your story of your career. You know, we have a lot of people who are early in their career. We have a lot of people who are in social. And and we love to tell the story of all of these women and how they've grown in their careers and, and ended up in a social space. Well, as you mentioned, I consider myself an entrepreneur on the inside. I come from a family of small business owners. Uh, I see them work so hard. And really, I went to work for a large company because I didn't want to have to work Saturdays like they do. What I'm I'm finding, though, is that uh, in the social space, you're you're really on 24 hours a day, but it's great work. And really, I consider myself an entrepreneur on the inside because I would not like to have the repetitive job. I love the job where I can go in and understand the space learn about the space and figure out what I can do to bring it to the next level. And I've been really fortunate over my career to land in um, our first e-business unit at Whirlpool Corporation, or uh, I was one of the first few uh, salespeople, the female salespeople that sold to our our contract space, which is our uh, builders and remodelers. And I've just been in these positions where they're starting up or they needed a change, mm. and I love that. I love being able to to learn, immerse myself, and then help shape where we go. Now, did you feel like you sought out positions that were new, or was it kind of just career luck? Did you start, you know, just land in one and then decide to seek it out? How did that happen for you? Sure. I, I think I landed in the first one, and, and I would say really um, contract sales. I was early in my career, and I had a great mentor, and she told me that if you want to do well, you need to understand sales because when you're out in our sales space at Whirlpool Corporation, you become all of the jobs. You're not just a salesperson, but you are the call center. You are the service person. You are the trainer. And it gives you that much of an, you know, much more understanding of 
the company and our consumers because really our our salespeople are the closest to our consumers than any other position. Mm-hmm. And so I had some great advice to get out in sales. And at that point, there were less than five females out in our contract sales organization. So I was very lucky to, to learn, and I learned that side of the business. And then from there, the supervisor that I had worked for there, he came back to corporate. And a few years later, he was starting our first e-business unit at Whirlpool. And he knew that I loved that space. So he tapped me and said, you know, would you help us shape this e-business at Whirlpool? And from there, really, I I really figured out, although with the help of some uh, reading from Marcus Buckingham on strengths, (laughs) I found out that, you know, what I like to do is I like to learn new things and then share them and then also implement them. And so I would say a little bit of luck on the front end, but then once I found out what I really liked about those entrepreneurial positions, now I seek those out in the positions that I look for in the future. I love that, Kathleen. And there's so many good lessons in that. And I have a couple of quick questions for you, just follow up on those. Do you think that sales in general is an essential skill that people should try? Or do you think that you have to be a born salesperson to be a seller? Is that something I've heard so often that people who are in sales, like really understand the product, they get, you know, they get this massive exposure. Do you think that you need to have a a specific skill set for sales? Or do you think that everyone should try it once? I think that everyone is a salesperson. Mm -hmm. The degree to which you're good at it then depends on the type of sales that you do. So when I was out in sales for Whirlpool, I was not the hardcore sell a truckload kind of salesperson. But what I was is I was the salesperson who understood my customer's business and then knew the competition and helped them find a space where they could differentiate themselves. So I wasn't that, you know, sell five more, but I was that relational seller. Mm -hmm. I had relationships. And so I think that there is not one salesperson. And, And certainly the days of the cheesy car salesperson, they're far gone. I think the days of salespeople who can really help their customers manage and build their business, those are the ones that will be successful. I also say that everybody's in sales because whether you're selling a product or an idea or even yourself for a job interview, you you are selling yourself. And so the more you can understand what you bring to the table or what your product can do for somebody or what your service can do for somebody, you'll be better at selling. I love it. And then the other thing that you mentioned was that the gentleman who tapped you later to start in the e-business, is there something in particular that you can recommend to some of our younger listeners for being able to be a talent like you that was spotted, you know, how he knew that you had that interest? What can you do to ensure that you can grow within a company like that? I think I thought that was very interesting part of the story. Like I said, um, I call my transferable skills are those things that I love to learn and share. And so find what you are good at and then find people who need that. The other thing that I would say, especially for women, is don't be afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid to ask questions. And don't be afraid to go the extra mile. I really, when I was young in my career, I tried to 
anticipate the needs of my supervisor or my mentor. And, and really, I wanted to do a great job, not only for me, but I wanted to do a great job for them. And that's really, I think, what helped me get noticed. Awesome. And so now you are in corporate reputation and interactive communications at Whirlpool Corporation. So just to educate some of our listeners, talk a little bit about Whirlpool Corporation, because it is much more than just the Whirlpool brand, as probably a lot of our listeners think of it. Yes, I'm so glad you asked about that, (laughs) because I was uh, working in our consumer insights area, and I loved that work. And I had been working with what we call our product brands, so Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, Gen Air, Amana, and helping them develop their product marketing and advertising plans. And we had an opportunity then to take a look at Whirlpool Corporation. And really, I, I'm very thankful to P&G and their whole campaign of Proud Sponsor of Moms because although other companies may have been bolstering their corporate brand, it's really that campaign around the Olympics that brought corporate branding into the spotlight. Mm. And at Whirlpool Corporation, for many years, we have been doing so many things above and beyond building great brands and products, but we're a humble Midwestern company. So we really didn't tell people about it. We didn't know how to talk about all of those great things that we do in a, you know, beyond building great brands and products. So I had the opportunity to come in and help define what Whirlpool Corporation brand is that is different from our product brands. And we really wanted to create some distinction between who Whirlpool Corporation is and who Whirlpool brand is. Mm -hmm. And in the past, you know, like you said, many people just hear Whirlpool and they think of washers or dryers or things like that. But Whirlpool Corporation is a value-based company, so we give back to the communities in which we live and work. And so we do things that go well beyond just make products. And so I would imagine that when learning and developing these insights for the Whirlpool brand, that social media and listening would really be key. Tell us a little bit about what you guys have done with listening, because I'm really proud when you guys shared with me some of the stuff that you guys have been doing. I just feel really, really proud of what you've done as a corporation. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Well, thank you. Um, You know, I would say from you know our social media strategy for Whirlpool Corporation, it, it starts, the foundation of it is listen. Listen to what people are saying. Listen to what people need. And then engage them. Engage them in understanding uh, more information about how to use products better or um, engage them in participating in our social responsibility efforts like Habitat for Humanity or Boys and Girls Club or Cook for the Cure. And then also, so our third pillar of our social strategy is amplify. Then let's amplify the things that we are doing and help people understand and shape the perceptions of who we are as a company. But it's all founded upon that first tier of listening. And Kathleen, how do you choose what networks to listen on, what networks to be on? How do you develop that strategy? Well, for one thing, um, our corporate brand doesn't have the budget that our product brands do. Right. And so we have to be very specific and purposeful in the social channels that we choose. So right now we weigh very heavily on Twitter 
and LinkedIn. We play a little bit on G+, because of YouTube. But for the most part, you'll see us in Twitter and LinkedIn. And I get a lot of questions. How come we're not on Facebook? Or, you know, how come we're not on Instagram? And it would, if we had unlimited resources, mm-hmm. those might be social channels that we would look into. Mm-hmm. But right now, um, essentially, we have a team of myself and then a backup who is doing our social content. I have a five-person team that you know, develops graphics or manages our WhirlpoolCorp.com website. And so we are very lean. Wow. And versus, you know, our product brands, they utilize an agency to manage uh, some of their social content. We do all of it ourselves. You'll see that, you know, the the tweet that went out on Halloween with the picture came from me. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, there we had executives out on Saturday Reason for a reason, and uh, it was a, a, a benefit for our, our local charity here. And so, putting that content out—that's me. Um, originally, we had had an agency doing some of our content, or and what I found with a limited budget, it's been more effective and more engaging for us to take that on. And we went from tweeting like three times a week to right. tweeting three times a day, yep. and it really helps us shape who we are as a corporate brand, especially when you don't have the large budget to do it other ways. You bet. So I think that the scrappiness of it um, really speaks to the value base that you, what you talked about with Whirlpool, that your employees are out there freezing for a reason is, is pretty great. I mean, I, th- yeah. I think that's awesome. And it speaks to the dedication um, of the team. So that that's really fabulous. And how do you measure your success or impact on social? Are you looking at reach? Are you looking at engagement? What what represents success for a corporate marketing play like Whirlpool? So in order for us to, to keep doing it, I mean, we, we love the things that we're doing. It's fun, but it is work. And you have to be deliberate about the work given the, you know, priorities. And so from a measurement standpoint, we look at growth, but we really like to also look at uh, engagement. Mm-hmm. Are people sharing? Are they favoriting? Are they commenting? Because that's where we get a lot of our insight then. So certainly we want to make sure that we have steady growth, but we also want uh, engaged followers. And what type of content has have you found gets the most type of engagement? What, what really works for the Whirlpool brand? Sure. Uh, you know, it was eye-opening because... Um, Really, it's the more emotional content mm-hmm. that works for our channel. We'll put out new products and things, but really what works for our followers are those stories about our veterans' networks and, and the work that they do with Homes for Our Troops and, you know, supplying products to every home that's built for these uh, severely disabled veterans or those stories about... Um, Habitat for Humanity in our builds that are on college campuses, things that we do that others might not know about, but we're very proud to tell the story. And so tell me about some of the challenges that you face as the corporate brand. What, what is a challenge that is difficult for you? Does it lie only in budget or is there more than that? Well, I think the challenge is always developing relevant content. Mm-hmm. Um, we we still live in a world where 
people think of marketing as the coveted commercial advertisement or the print piece. And, you know, my challenge is to help people understand the power of social and where it fits into a strong integrated marketing plan because there, not every idea or every creative concept deserves a commercial or needs a commercial, but the power of social and how that fits as a touch point among all of the others. That's my challenge is to make sure that people don't think of social last, but that it's part of a great integrated campaign. Yeah, that it's wholly integrated makes total sense. And you guys are doing, just across the board in terms of your brands, are doing some really incredible things on social. And and you've got a lot of innovative products. I know that Coolvox and the interactive cooktop is very cool. And the everyday care campaign. What's one of your favorites that one of your brands are doing right now? Well, so I think, you know, the products that you talked about, the interactive cooktop and Coolbox, they're great because they show that the purposeful innovation that drives Whirlpool Corporation every day. Mm -hmm. We have this history of over 100 years of purposeful innovation. And so, you know, we use ethnographic research to help us uncover product ideas that serve the needs of consumers that they may not know that they have yet. So I think that's really cool. But, boy, the new Whirlpool brand, Everyday Care Spot, uh, it, it's great because it really ladders up to our corporate purpose. Yep. And our, our, what we found from a corporate purpose is that when Whirlpool Corporation's at our best, we make the most of moments that matter. And so we understand that not everybody wants to wash more dishes or wash more clothes Somebody, you know, may want to cook a little bit more, but they don't necessarily have the time. So when we're at our best, we help people do the things that they need to do so they can get to what they want to do. And that's make the most of moments that matter. That's being with friends and family. And so the Everyday Care campaign from our Whirlpool brand is really all about the the beauty of chores. They are a chore, but what what does that chore give you? I mean, washing clothes makes you proud as a mom because when your daughter is out there in her t-ball uniform and it looks great, you're proud. You are. Or yeah, it, it, and I have to say the the way that it's tapping into uh, the emotional connections. Everyday Care is doing such a great job, and it's just a new campaign. We're very proud of it. I love it. When I saw it come out, I really like gave a big like a cheer because I always root for you guys, and it's just it's been amazing to watch. So back to you. You are a board member of One Hundred Women Strong and Women's Business Center at Cornerstone Alliance. Tell me about how you came to be on these boards, and you know what what that type of serving on a board what that impact has had on you. Yes. Um, You know, my mom was a a working mother. She was a teacher, and she was a real strong role model for me. And she taught me, you know, that the more you give back, the more you get in return. And, boy, with these two great organizations, I have gotten just as much back as I have given. So 100 Women Strong is a local 5013C nonprofit organization in our area in Berrien County, Michigan, that supports women who are in need. These are women who are trying to be self-sufficient but have exhausted all other opportunities, and so they just need a little hand up. And so uh, the organization 
helps them with a one-time gift of money, and it goes right to uh, paying their electric bill or paying the automotive service station just to make sure that this one glitch doesn't bring them down. So I love uh, 100 Women Strong and what they do. And then our Women's Business Center at Cornerstone Alliance is part of a small business um, chamber of commerce. And I'm really drawn to helping women because I find that even when women need help, they're the least likely to ask for assistance. Mm. So, you know, just helping and, and really what I do with these organizations is help with a Women's Business Center, helping small business owners or women who are interested in opening a business, helping them with their marketing plan. So essentially, I'm helping them by doing what I love anyways. I absolutely love that. And I I also just really admire your overall entrepreneurial spirit within the organization and how you make time, um, you know, as a working mom and running, you know, this corporate reputation area and looking at all of this, making the time to give back is just very, very admirable and impressive. So I think Well, thank awesome. you. Yes. So what advice would you give to young women who are looking to work in social media and get into a career in this space? Well, the first thing I would say is use it. I'm amazed at how many people oh, I think that's so cool. I love that. What are you doing? And tell me more about it. You know, I would say use it because social media is more than just Facebook. Uh, study it. So I I am a Twitter junkie myself, <laughs> and I just, you know, I like to look to see what content gets shared, what people are sharing. And I use it as a news feed, but I also study it from a, from a marketing perspective. Um, the other thing I would say is social media is fun, but it's also hard work. It, it's not about, hey, I just went to such and such place, but it's finding what your audience is looking for and providing them great content. Or in my case, you know, what are those things that help me build out my personal brand? And what can I share that might be relevant to somebody who is following me because of my background or or my interest. So making sure that you're looking and sharing relevant content. I love it. And Kathleen, if people wanted to follow you on Twitter, where would they go? I'm at Casey Curtis, K-C-C-U-R-T-I-S. Awesome. So follow at Casey Curtis. And really, Kathleen, kudos to you on all the great things you're doing for Whirlpool. And may you continue to innovate and do great things. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerpin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kerpin. To get current social media insights and great tips, Sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com.